What's going on, everyone? My name is Chris Tondelwald, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where I interview indie artists, content creators, athletes, and small business owners who share how they continually discover and maintain a balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. This episode features Carla Simpson of Southern Maryland Music Scene and the Soundcheck Podcast. This was a really, really good time, and it was super nice to be able to talk to someone so passionate about promoting others. We go over how Southern Maryland music scene started, what it means to be in a community more than a scene, how much it means to just be told, hey, you've done a good job, and letting all the pettiness come through just every once in a while. Carla is organizing The Great Gig, a Pink Floyd experience, which will be an amazing event on November 3rd at Last Drop in Hollywood, Maryland. 22 musicians from the best local bands that Southern Maryland has to offer share the stage to pay tribute to one of the most influential bands of all time, Floyd. Carla gets to play double duty and show off her musical talents on stage along with previous guests on the show like Greg Barrick, Justin Miles, Jordan Pickens, and many, many more. Maybe even some future guests for this very show? Hmm? What do you think? Tickets for the great gig are on sale now. I'll have the link in the show notes along with all of Carla's socials. Make sure to check out her YouTube page at SOMD Music Scene to catch her latest episode of Soundcheck with the Mighty Moldire. Fantastic group of people featuring former guest DJ Lavery along with former guest and former guest host Aaron Testerman, also of Roachzilla. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify, and share the show if you can. Thank you for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. Technology is the best when it works, and it's yeah. the worst when it doesn't. Absolutely. Uh, what we were saying is uh, Carla gave me compliments, so I'll take those, and I'll, I'll make sure that I keep those. So I have a, a nice conversation with Sonny on one of my episodes, I think, right? Yeah. Sonny from Tap House. Yeah. So I'll take the compliments. I love that. Absolutely. Why shouldn't you? <laughs> there you go. It's hard to take them sometimes, though. Like, oh, it's, yeah. I'm sure that you felt it. Like, it's awkward sometimes when someone's like, hey, good job. It is. Like, you're, you're amazing. Like, this… No, I, I sound dumb and I have terrible questions. What is, what is happening it's right now? It's super, super uh, awkward sometimes. And I was just having this conversation a little bit ago, you know, that like I go up to people and let and tell them like, man, I really loved your stuff, whatever that yeah. was, you know, your art or a moment, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, dude, for real. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. But when people say that to me, sometimes I'm like, why? Why, why are you saying this to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't… I don't deserve your your praise or right. or your compliment, and it, it's so hard. It's because I don't feel like I'm doing anything special, you know. It's it's something that I've always dealt with doing, especially like when I was younger doing shows. Uh-huh. Like it was just really an excuse for me to see the bands. Yeah, I That's, get that. <laughs> I get that a hundred percent. Yeah, that was like my artistic expression was sure. instead of a uh, me actually playing like instruments and guitars and being cool like that. I just put the lineups together. I put mixed CDs basically right. as live performances, right? Yes. So that was always really, really cool for me. But when one of one of my friends, he was like, you know, without you, there would be a lot of us without music. And I was like, that's not true. Like that can't be real. But it looks like, and I forget this, that like one person can have a really, really good impact. Absolutely. And a big impact on stuff. So you have like what you're doing with Southern Maryland music scene is that you've already really hit live shows, promotions, you've you've done all these different things supporting people just by going to the shows, mm-hmm. right? So that's something where that feels like 
Herculean almost as being able to like juggle all those different things. And then on top of it, you just feel like even though you are doing the work, that it's no big deal. Yeah. Right. That it, it's, oh, no, nah, this is nothing. Like, right. Because for me, it's like, so I, I started this as a hobby. You know, it, it was mostly out of being not connected to the community anymore, not feeling that connection with my community anymore. And that was, that was a self-inflicted wound. As soon as I left my previous band, which uh, back in, oh, this was 2005, 2006, we recorded an album and we disbanded. No Which real one reason. Was that again? Yim Wu and the Dirty Yim Islands. Wu, right. Okay. Yes. I remember the the first part. I never remember. Yeah. The, right. Yeah, okay. Yim Wu is. That's all you need to say. And and most people, if you say Yim Wu, if they don't know, they're like Yim Wu. What? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what it means either. So, but but once I we disbanded, I left the community mm-hmm. as a whole, and and that was from that was mostly because of the competitive nature yeah. of. The times, right? Back in 2005, 2006, it was so competitive, man. It was like, I'm not going to let you use my amp. And right. there was right. almost a little bit of sabotage as well. And that's just not me. I, I don't like that. So I left not even knowing. And, and shame on me for not, for not checking back right? You know, every once in a while. But then, you know, 2020 comes around and I'm like, man obviously right before the shutdown and mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of the shutdown even more, you know, we're going out and I'm, I'm seeing bands and I'm like, man, I, I, I feel like I missed a lot. Yeah. I feel like I missed yeah. a lot. And so now I, part of me is like trying to make up for it, you know, yeah, hit the ground running type. Not only that, Chris, but I'm, <laughs> I'm that type of person as well. Like I, I'm going to, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I don't even care like what, what I need to do to get it done. So yeah, showing up, it it is sometimes it is a Herculean effort. And I'm not saying that like, oh my God, I got to do it. But it's like just today, I was like, oh my God, I posted all of these photos Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. Instagram, but I forgot to post them on Facebook. So I'm, you know what I mean? And there's so many multiple things and there, there's like all kinds of things going on right now with Southern Maryland music scene. So it kind of, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a little overwhelming at times. But not anything that I can't be like, you know what? Take a step back. This is still a hobby. If you don't go out this weekend, it it will be okay. <laughs> you know, like part of me is even like, yes. don't be so OCD about it. Um, your friends will understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think twofold with that because of the area that we're in, mm-hmm. right? We're going to see the bands again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be their only road. No, I know gonna be okay yeah. right but also like like what you're just talking about right like you want to see your friends but they'll understand sure they know what's up yep everybody's going through it i'm i'm kind of similar to your story so i started doing shows as you left so uh literally like right out of high school for me mm-hmm. 2006 ish i had started doing shows at the coffee quarter oh yeah um, i remember i was doing some acoustic shows there i've i've met amazing people through doing that. And mm-hmm. I'm still friends with them today, which is awesome. And then I don't remember what happened next, but I somehow like got in contact with this church and I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I have this going on. Can I rent your hall? And then all of a sudden we were doing all ages shows. That's at- so you could do the all ages show, which all we ages. really miss. Yes. So that was, that was my biggest, like, I think my biggest piece for it for me was that I was 
doing stuff there. And then I was doing at a, a place called uh, Room with a Brew, mm-hmm. which was an old, old coffee shop. Originally, they were in the… So there's a, there's an office building looking thing uh-huh. that I think has like Winner's Chiropractic in there or uh-huh. something. That used to be Room with a Brew's building. Okay. And we would do… She had her coffee shop and then just a mixed-use space. Okay. Yoga could go in there. Whatever could go in there. But it was Wendy Heinrich. And her and her husband were just amazing, supportive, like all of this stuff. Because they then moved across from Leonardtown High School. So where okay. the paint store is… Okay. Used to be a Room with a Brew. Okay. And you would have 50 to 60 kids. No problem. And then on some of the bigger nights, you would have 100 to 150 kids showing up. And they were just in this random building across from their high school. Yeah. That was basically it. Yeah. So, but it was really cool because that was my focus. You know, the the all ages, it's still my focus now trying to find a spot for that. Yeah. But I I then did stuff at Memories and my brother's place. Mm -hmm. I played Uh, played at my brother's place quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, When I was there, the… The ceiling was leaking, I think, from about 20 holes. Oh, shit. Uh, I specifically remember getting water dropped on me. So I wasn't <laughs> super happy with that. Um, and then I had I had booked some folks. And instead of playing on the stage, they they said, fuck that. And then set up right on the floor, right in front of yeah, everybody. Yeah. And then just went to town. And it was fantastic. Right on. But yeah, so I did that. And I, I worked with Sonny at Bollywood for a little bit. Uh-huh. And he was able to let me do whatever, which was really cool. But also not because I remember booking one. And I think I apologize to Sonny. But if I did not, sorry. That just did not fit that that vibe at uh-huh, all. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure like people left. And that band felt it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's shitty. Yeah. So, sorry. But I've talked to that band since then. And they still thank me for at least putting a show on for oh, them. Oh, good. So we'll take good, that. Good. But I stopped. I think my last show was in 2014. Okay. And now, and now you're getting back to that. Yeah. So just like you, right? Getting back into the scene, so to speak. Because I was in La Plata for a while. Uh-huh. And would only come down every once in a while. Sure. Now it's like, where do I fit? I don't know what I'm doing. This is really like, how much do I want to chew off? How much do I want right. to try to take on? Right. Will my brain stop working? Can it? <laughs> like, just just stop with the ideas just for like a second. Because I don't like… Kind of like you, like I, I can juggle a couple of things, but right. I hit a wall a lot more when it comes to personal stuff mm-hmm. than I do for work stuff, mm-hmm. which is dumb because work will be there and I need to like get my mind wrapped around that. Right. But like these things won't get done without me or you, right? Sure. Like the, that's what I have to tell myself is to like, no one else is going to do it. This is your dumb idea, yeah. but it sounds cool. Yeah. So just like you already said it, you, you, yeah. you, you announced it to the world. So you better fucking do it, yeah, right? Yeah, that's that is one way to to really like hold myself accountable. Uh-huh. I found is like, all right, fuck it, I'll post it, right? And then someone somewhere will be like, I saw that. Uh-huh. That means that you have to fucking do it. And I was like, are you sure? Can that's I? how it works. Yeah, can that's I just wait? Like, never do it again. So this, I mean, this show started in 2018. Uh huh. And uh, I haven't had 100 episodes yet because I have, to be fair, back surgery. So I'll take that. But yeah. also, also just like hitting that wall so much quicker. Sure. Because I think like you, like I started from the ground up not knowing anything Correct. about sound. Like always being around it, but not knowing anything about recording and editing sound, right? Yeah. I can kind of 
play with some knobs, twist them here and there, um, use my one good left ear mm-hmm. to hopefully make everything else sound good live. But yeah. the recording was, was a lot different for me. So a lot of YouTube, a lot of reviews, a lot of tutorials, that's, trying to go to my friends. That's the way it goes, man. And, you know, I wish I had the time to invest into all of that education. So what I've done is like I've delegated Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I delegate the sound to Jay and uh, and then I'll do the video because I've I'm a graphic artist, um, mm-hmm. a multimedia artist by by trade. So I've done video a thousand times. You know, I, I do do sound, but it, it would just be too much for me to do sound and video editing, you know, once even once a month with everything else going on. Yeah, for sure. So with my work and the show, I haven't done anything for about a year. Mm hmm. So this is starting to come back and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, I'm sure that you felt reinvigorated a little bit coming out to the oh, scene yeah. and being like, oh, there's oh yeah, a good amount of people coming out. There's a good amount of support. It's fun for me because these are all the friends that I've had since 2005 uh-huh. that have still been playing music, but it seems to still organically grow a little bit and we're still getting new folks in. The only thing that we're missing really is is uh, an all ages spot. Yeah. And that's that's it. That and you know, we we still have a lot of a lot of people around the area who are like, well, there's nothing ever to do in Southern Maryland. And it's like, no, there is a lot. It may not be your cup of tea, you know, to to do this every weekend, to go see a show every weekend. It may not be your your music preference. But there are, I mean, I was just having this conversation with a couple people yesterday or a few days ago, you know, all of the everywhere. Around here, you cannot go to a restaurant on the weekend and not see live music, an acoustic act, an acoustic duo, whatever, whatever, you know, businesses are starting to realize like, hey, if I have a little acoustic act here on the side on Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday evenings or whatever, I'm going to be attracting more people. So there is a lot to do down here. There, there are a lot of really good shows and the, just the amount of talent that we have down here per capita, I think is, holy crap, I, I say this to a few people here and there, but I'm just going to tell you and everybody who <laughs> listens now, not to be, not to be conceited or, but this area could very easily be an Austin. Yeah. It could yeah, very easily yeah. be a Seattle with uh, the amount of talent that we have here. Yeah. And especially since you can pull from DC and Baltimore Correct. and Richmond, right? I think one of, one of my next endeavors Again, this is these are all the thoughts that go through my head, uh-huh. right? Like I have a lot of ideas, but whether or not I can actually do them or talk myself into doing them. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I really want to get all of our Southern Maryland folks in Fredericksburg. Uh-huh. Fredericksburg has a really solid DIY scene uh-huh. with metal, with hip-hop, with acoustic, with a whole bunch of stuff, right? And they have a couple different spots in there that that I think would, would be great. So I really… Can, can we go to the arcade? Right? I really want to go to the arcade. I, my whole thing that like ever since that I've been back has been okay. How do we show swap? Yeah. Right. Like I, we need to network the shit out of this. But I kind of feel like we would get like, <laughs> like we would get spoiled if we played at the arcade. Probably, but why not? Yeah. You deserve okay. it, right? All right. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. And I mean, it's an arcade. Who doesn't want to play music oh at an arcade, God, right? I so want to go to this arcade. Greg Barrick was the one who told me about it. And I was like, when are we going? Like, we need to rent a van and just fill it with people. Yeah. Or school bus, whatever. And just go have a good time. 
Yeah. So that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. If if we find our sister, you know, communities in yes. other states or yes. in other parts, even other parts of the state, you know, that would be awesome to do those those uh, show swaps. Yeah, because it, it was a lot of fun when I was doing them because so everybody was so eager, right? This mm-hmm. was 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at these are still early 20s teenagers that are ready to hit the road, Correct. ready to have, they have the energy. Uh, they're ready for the road miles, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're ready to drive eight to 12 hours for one show and then drive home for no reason. But not, not, not for no reason. Sure, sure. For, okay. For a bad reason. Right. <laughs> um, plan your routes out, please. Right. But the... It's an adventure, Chris. It's sure. an adventure. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Go where, with me there. Where's your dad? Like, <laughs> read a map. But um, it was it was always funny to me because we... we I made a lot of friends from Boston mm-hmm. and from like New Hampshire and mm-hmm. Massachusetts area where it was a lot of like post-hardcore. It was a lot of like metalcore. It, it was everything that was like hitting at that time. Sure. And we were able to kind of send a couple back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was really, really cool. And that's something that I think I miss a lot. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be... And I, I don't know this because I'm just on the outside, right? Okay. So I'm sure Aaron has some kind of connects oh, in Virginia, I'm, right? I'm in Baltimore, sure he does. Right? Absolutely. But it just doesn't seem like we have it established to where, okay, we know our actual rotation is going to be Fredericksburg, it's going to be St. Mary's, uh-huh. and then we're going to be able to find something in Frederick, or we're going to be able to find something, possibly like a small one in Baltimore, and that's going to be our circuit for a little bit. Sure. And then we're going to be able to break it up, right? And that way, bands can do it, and then promoters can do it, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So those are the along the lines of ideas that I have, yeah. and whether or not I can actually get Execute that. them. Uh-huh. So I, I, think, I think, you know, focusing on the... On the um, the all ages shows would be a great start simply because, well, not simply because, but because of the fact that you're creating more fans, you're creating more opportunities for musicians, up and coming musicians to see, you know, a band like, you know, Runaway Guns and be like, yeah, oh my God, yeah. I want to play like that guy. And by that guy, I mean Dan Tellis or, or like that girl. And by that girl, I mean, Chris Baker, you know, yep. you create that environment where people where young musicians can be nourished and that's what we need we need we need more musicians you know so that when they hit that magic age where they can be where they can play at at our at our cool dive bar spots you know i'm curious to know i mean but i've been doing this for almost for two years uh, and here in a few months but i'm curious to know how many more bands are going to come out of this area in the next three to five years that's that's actually part of my fear because there's not an all ages right. venue. Oh, I, right? I, I I get it. There's I, no backfill. Correct. So there's no real new bands ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen a couple pop up, and that's I think that's what like reinvigorated me the most when I was coming to shows mm-hmm. and I was like I've never seen them before. What about Where? the skate park? Skate park would be cool. I used to do the that stuff. Nicolette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we. We did some stuff. We played a couple of different times there. We had thought about going into the bowl mm-hmm. and setting up oh, in the bowl. Shit. But that that just it, that just seemed like way too much. So, That's a and then, lot of work yeah, getting drums down yeah, there. And, and, yeah. then, and the power wasn't there. Right. And, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I think right there at the park, you would get, you know, I mean, you already have music friendly 
because skaters are typically, I'm not stereotyping, yeah, but they're yeah. typically they're, they're music friendly. So I, I know they did a show over there. I saw, I, I wasn't able to make it, but my kid, Miles, he went to see uh, Ripley Void. They yes. played there and it seemed like a really cool like place where to have, I mean, obviously it's outdoors, so you, right, you know, right, right. you can't do it past a certain month and if it rains, you're screwed and all of that, but. That would that wouldn't be a bad place to like start doing like a once a month type of thing. I I think, perhaps. Yeah. So these are these are ideas, right? Yeah. That these um, are the things you think about. Yeah. I I started thinking about this yesterday. I'm gonna get a notebook for like every project idea. Oh my god. I and, have, yeah. I have like six of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even counting my work my work notebooks. But yeah. Yeah, because I I started like a, a Google Doc. Uh-huh. Trying to keep track of all these dumb ideas that I have, and they're not uh, dumb ideas, man. Come on, I'll I'll convince myself one day it'll be fine. Getting like a because I like writing more than I like typing, mm-hmm. even though my handwriting is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I have to like writing. Think ri- well, writing. You know, your your pause because you obviously you can't write as fast as you type, right? Right. So you have the mo- the the that time in w- when you're writing to be like, okay, do I really want to say this or do I want to say it another way? So it's, so I, I get why you like writing more than. Yeah. Than and I, I think also it's the tactile feel for it mm-hmm. that the, the clicky clacks doesn't, doesn't ingrain anything in me. Yeah. Right. So if I'm actually doing the, the motion and doing everything in there, I think that just solidifies everything for me a little bit. It makes me remember more stuff and, and keeps that present sure. in mind a little bit better. But that's that's my my next idea is to get a bunch of I guess journals or notebooks or whatever. Yeah, either Pro- one. Project ideas, right? And then just write down like free flowing ideas in sure. there and like thoughts of what I need to do. So work backwards a little bit. There's a festival idea in there. There's a live show idea in there. There's a whole bunch of other. There's there's, there's always a festival idea. Yeah. yeah. I, you have you have no idea how many times I drive around this this town and or or you know I'm in conversations with my husband about like this this spot right here would be a great location for a big festival with right, like right like we could put the food vendors here and the stage over there and the da 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 you know so festival festival ideas are always there it's, for sure it's always there yeah. right i will say also what's always there for me is a uh, a sense of judgment when i go to any show and that's on judging the venue, the sound, the music, and then like every every operational aspect of it, which sometimes is great for me. And yeah. then sometimes it's like, shut up and enjoy what is happening yeah. in front of you. Well, for me, and, and I get what you're saying, you know, I mean, I've, I've played in some really nice places and I've played in not so really nice places. What makes it for me, and I think this is another thing that we really, really need to start focusing on, is great sound. Yeah. I, that's yeah. like, out of all of the things that you mentioned just now, having a poor sound experience is probably the worst thing for me, um, personally. I, 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 was t- I was telling you a, a little bit ago that we, you know, I, I went up t- to see the the Southern Maryland musicians take over Baltimore over at the auto bar. Yeah, yeah. And their sound engineer was so rad. She had Pink Dream. I mean, it was booming. Like, I could feel it on my chest. Like, it was kicking in my chest. That's awesome. And I know those things cost money and all of that. I'm well aware of it. But we need to start bringing in people to, like, that that know how to do it, even if it's not, I mean, I'm obviously not requiring some sort of big arena type of sound or anything like that, but just 
you know, vocals. Vocals are important. Yeah. So it's it's something that I think we have the talent for. It just needs to be prioritized. Yes. And I don't th- and I don't think it is. I I don't think sound is prioritized as much as it should be. That person doing sound is like the fifth member of the band. Yeah. Because the band can be really, really good. Of every single band. Correct. Right. Yeah. Because the band can be super good. But if you're not getting somebody who's like, hey, uh, you know, there's keeps feedbacking. <laughs> um, yeah. then then it doesn't matter how good the band is. When uh when I was coming up, and I'm sure when you were coming up, feedback Fred was a part. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it is and I I have tinnitus in my right ear, so I have to be careful now. Yeah, um, do, do you not wear hear, uh, hearing protection I, when you go? I do. Okay. I do now. Okay. Because I have I sh- tinnitus too. Yeah, I should have when I was yeah. younger. I mean, yeah, we all should have. Yeah. Do you have it in both or just… I have it in both, oh. but it's predominantly on my left ear. Okay. Is it… My left ear is the biggest bitch <laughs> that I know. She. Th- there, there are nights when Chris… I, I, I'm not kidding. There are nights when I, like, I have the volume on the TV up. I, I put the TV on and, and you know, like, put a timer on it. And she's just yakking at me, yeah. like, the entire time. And I'm like, you suck, man. Yeah, <laughs> so mine, is, uh, mine is constant all the time. Yeah, so is mine. And uh, it, it matches almost every, like, volume. Does it really? Yeah. I have, yeah. I, have a, I have a hard time with lower frequencies. Yeah. It's it's the higher ones for me that that really mess it up. So, uh, and I almost had a panic attack yesterday because my left oh no. one started ringing, and it it rang for like a second straight. And I was driving, and a second doesn't sound long, but it it is very long when yeah, like one of your greatest fears is about to happen, which is losing the left side of my hearing. So I had a, I had a mini quick panic attack, and mm-hmm. then it went away. I was like, oh. Okay. Do you Let's do you get that? Do you get that feeling like when it starts ringing, where like you feel like you've gone underwater yeah. for a second? Yeah. Yeah. That sucks, dude. That's when that's when I know it's like about to turn on real quick. Yeah. And then what I what I've noticed is that it, it's just my left one is popping up more and more, mm-hmm. and it, it's only there for like half a second yep. or anything. Now now I'm starting to get more and more worried about it. But do I want to stop going to any of these things? No. no. Why like I said, I? I mean, I got I got some some hearing protection, and yeah. I always carry. I have one in the car. I have one, you know, on my 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 little bag. I, I I keep them everywhere now. But um, and if it and if I find myself in a place where I don't have any hearing protection, I just I'll go outside. If I have to listen through like the door or whatever, but I I probably should. We and you should too. Probably go see an audiologist, and not that there's anything they can do about it, but no. So when I went two years ago, maybe maybe. Oh, you've gone? Yeah. I haven't yet. I have. And what they're saying is really, really interesting and makes sense. And I really want this to happen. They're saying that the cells can be behaviorally trained. Okay. To instead of listening to themselves, which is basically what they think tinnitus is, Uh they're listening to outside sources, right? Okay. Basically, it just means where Headphones with white noise on there eight to 12 hours a day. Okay. It's supposed to do something three months. Okay. It didn't do anything for me. 
Okay. Not saying that it's not going to work, right? Just didn't do anything for me because I would be at work with it. I would be everywhere with it. But just regular headphones or just like some AirPods? Typical- yeah. Really? Yeah, just some AirPods because it's there's nothing that they're trying to do outside of get your cells to listen to that hmm. exterior source, right? So the the headphones are just there to provide some kind of audio signal, mm-hmm. and the white noise is the best part of it, I guess, um, or the best way for them to to cling on to it. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, like everything that I've read is like use white noise, and I'm like, I there's I put so much noise now in my room. So much, so it's much. It's like there's a TV, there's the you know the little machine that makes the noise. There's a little I have a little humidifier that makes all this noise. The fan constantly, it sucks, man. It really sucks because it's, you know, like I'm not sure what all I'm missing as far as frequencies. Right. I know that there are times when like if it's too loud, like a guitar or a siren, for example, dude, sirens hurt my ears. Yeah. Like to the point where I just, they they water my eyes. Mm. It hurts so bad. A bad bad guitar, like a a super high tone Mm -hmm. feedback. Where it just hits that that right screech uh-huh. that kills me, and I've I've growing up, and then obviously going to just shows everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to to hear that because yeah. some kid or or the sounds just not correct for whatever reason, and then it's too hot, mic's too hot, whatever, and then boom, next thing you know, I'm just like ah, that I gotta go outside. This yeah. is this is not not fun. But yeah, it's it's a, a never-ending struggle, and it sucks. And hopefully, they can figure something out for it. But I, I hope don't so. Think so. Yeah, so we'll see. We're gonna circle back a little bit. So we started doing this project for Southern Maryland music scene mm-hmm. two years ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Came back, you were like, "Oh shit, these are my friends," but I don't know anything that's happening around me right. at all, right? So what I want to know a little bit is kind of some of the stuff that really invigorated you to to go for it, right? And then I also want to figure out at what point do you hit a wall and how do you keep your motivation going for it? Okay. So my my biggest piece would be like what what really initially motivated you to really hit that okay. scene and go like 110% and and really try to say, "Hey, I can help. I can do something." Let me at least put a spotlight somewhere. Honestly, it was, honestly, it was the excitement. Like, yeah, I would go, I would go to the deli and I, I remember one show in particular, I can't remember when this was, but it was early on this show in particular. And I'm seeing, you know, music that I haven't experienced before. And I would just be so excited. I would leave there like, okay, they're my favorite. Like they're my new favorite. And then the next week I would go somewhere else and I would see another band and I'd be like, okay, they're my new favorite. And this happened so much. I, I'm sure people think like, okay, she's always saying these, like this one, that one, and the other one are their favorites, her favorites. But it's true. It's like discovering, and, and, and let's just clarify that by the time I got back into, into the, scene, the, the community, I see. I'm now. I'm like careful right, to say community right. instead of scene because of Aaron. Aaron was like, "It's not a scene. It's a community," and, it, and he is 100 percent right. But coming back to the community, I only had a like a handful of friends that were still left sure. from those days. So Charlie Collins was one. Hi, Charlie was one <laughs> of them. And I, man, DJ is another one. Yeah, 
think that's about it. So I've met all of these people by just by showing up and by being like, like I said, genuinely interested in what they're doing, excited about what they're doing. And like, I don't know, man, it's just sometimes I think, I think that's infectious. Yeah. You know, like I'm not just being like, oh my God, these guys are so good just for the sake of saying that. Like if I hear it, if, if I'm saying it, I mean it, even if, even if it's not for me, even if it's like a genre or or a band that I particularly, I'm like, uh, okay. Sure, yeah. I still want you to succeed. I feel like your success is everybody's success, right? You're putting sure, you're yeah. putting a highlight or or you know, you're you're a spotlight on the area. And that's that's the goal, right? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't hard to like hit the ground running because like I said, I'd be like, Saturday, I'm gonna go see this band. And I would be like, holy shit, that was the best fucking show I've seen and you know and then next week it would be I'd be saying the same, the same thing, thing. Yeah. right because it's it, it's true yeah um yeah man if you if you get me to sway back and forth in the dance I'm like all right consider you know consider me a fan there you go what keeps me going and and not hitting like you you were saying about hitting a wall I mean look it, it, that's that's really hard not to hit that right. wall right there have been times when like I really just wanted to stay home. Yeah. Cause I went from being a complete hermit mm-hmm. and being at home, you know, like watching movies and listening to music and, you know, whatever it is I was doing to like being out all the time. Right. So I guess that excitement is still there. I, I don't guess that that's, that's sure, the reason yeah. that excitement is still there. I'm still Super excited every time squidding plays. I'm still like, oh my God, yes. Squ-, you know, I haven't hit that yet. I have slowed down in a, in a way like, man, tonight I don't want to go out. Yeah. But yeah. I go out and I, but I go out and then I have a good time. So it really, you know. It's, it's a dual edged sword, isn't it? Cause yeah. that's, that's how it felt every time. I was like, uh, do I? And then right. I forced myself out a few different times. It's, it's, Partially, probably depression, ADD, yep. ADHD, whatever. Yep. Anxiety, depression, all of that. Yeah, plays all, a role over here too. All the all that stuff. Because uh, I remember you were you were talking about how you needed all the sounds, right? So I had one of my friends come over, and I had my music. I had a TV show going on, and I was playing a game. Uh-huh. But that's like my normal because uh-huh. I need to have yep. a cacophony yep. of sound Correct. all around me, or else I apparently can't focus. Yeah, which is so weird. It's, it's so backwards, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I I often say in my house, like when somebody's like, oh, can I change the channel? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Oh, but you're not watching this? No, I'm not. I'm really not watching it. It's keeping right, me company right. and it's keeping me, well, one, it's keeping that stupid yeah. beep, that yeah. the ringing in my ear from being so predominant. And two, it's, it's keeping me focused, right? Because the silence, it's not that I don't enjoy silence. I often do you know, ringing in the ear mm-hmm, aside mm-hmm. and all of that. But for some reason, having that TV like keeps my anxiety level down. Right. And it can be, I am a huge Nat Geo fan. Like, okay. Okay. So like, I'll be, you know, listening about the whales and yeah. the birds of paradise and the Komodo dragons and all of that shit, you know, Do you retain anything. Sometimes, sometimes I did purposefully, this wasn't just as background noise, but I just, I just watched the Nat Geo series on uh, elephants. 
And it's a four-part series. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Elephants are my favorite animal. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to watch this. Right, right, right. And yeah, there are four. Did you know that there are four types of elephants on the planet? Indian, African, and two others? There is a desert um, type of, of elephant. And they live in like... Super harsh conditions. I mean, like, why don't they know that they can just go to the right, you right, know, right, where right. there's vegetation? No, they like like camels are cool, but you don't have to be friends with co- them. Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, their their feet are actually different from other elephants. Huh. And then there is a jungle elephant that's a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in size. That so interesting. Okay, I didn't know that, but you know, you'd think, considering that they're my favorite, that I would know that. But d- shit like that. Yeah. You know, like I put that on just for having that that background, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait a second, let me let me stop, and and all of a sudden I'm just sitting there for four hours watching. Yeah, about yeah, elephants. that that definitely <laughs> happens. Since I've been recovering, I've been trying to fill my time, and it has been rough. I understand what like other people went through mm-hmm. with the pandemic because mm-hmm. I was enjoying not talking to anybody because mm-hmm. for my job. That's what I That's do. That's what you do. Yeah. So I did not have the mentality that I have now, which is Do I really want to do this? What can I do in my house? Right. I have done projects. You can't do projects when you have a broken back. Like sure. But yeah. So I've done projects. I've looked at other ideas. They don't stop coming and until I'm asleep. Yeah. And then even and even sometimes like the dreams get you. So Oh, yeah. You're not <laughs> kidding there. So, you know, like you said, get some journals and and yeah. put it down. Yeah. And that way you're like you know, we'll do one page per idea and that way you can keep adding to the idea as as it comes because it always does, you know. Shit, starting Southern Maryland music scene wasn't supposed to be all of all of this, all of what it is now. Right. It just things just kind of, you know, started with one thing and they snowballed into all of these other things. Because you're essentially marketing, promotion, mm-hmm. live shows, mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. media, right? Graphic design, mm-hmm. you can throw that in there. And photography and videography. Ph- photography, and- videography, which is a completely different skill. Yeah, so that's seven. Mm-hmm. Musician, mm-hmm. performer, too. We'll take that, right? Because that's Yeah, because I, I can MC. Yeah. I can MC yeah. like, you know. You could also be a studio musician versus a live musician, Correct. right? Those are two different sets of skills. I want a, to get a tenth. You want to get a tenth. You're a mom. We can do that. Oh, uh, yeah. How's that? Like, well, yeah, no? but my kids are… My kids are old. I mean, they're they're both adults now, so I don't know that, hmm. you know. All right. Well, that doesn't work. But, but I do have a full-time job, so. Perfect. There we go. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that I part. have a career. Yeah, right? Yeah. right. That's yeah. so easy. <laughs> you forget about that. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Now, do you have, do you have a career that al- allows you to do everything, or do you have a career that you've just figured out how to balance between so, everything? A little bit of both. Um, my career… Uh, right now, I am in a hiatus, waiting for some things to happen. I'm fortunate enough to own my own business, so I can take. Right now, I can't take the time because I've been, like I said, just waiting for some things to happen. Yeah, I've been taking the summer to, like, you know, really hit the ground running. Now, once once I start getting steady work again, that's going to change the dynamics a little bit, right? So I'm going to have to figure out, okay. What do I necessarily have to have? Yeah. And what are nice extras to have? Yes. And what can I definitely not, you know, don't need to focus on? Yeah. 
it's either that or I start delegating or I start bringing people in. But here's the thing about that. It's that, you know, I, this has been a theme of conversation as of late. It's having that, you know, my name's attached to it, to, to this. And I inadvertently created a brand, right? Didn't mean to, but yep. that's what happened. Yep. And so now, because my name is attached to this thing, how do, how do I protect that brand, right? Yeah. Like, do I give it to somebody else who may not, may or may not do the same that I do or have that same passion? That's what the most important part for me is. It's it's the passion, right? Yeah. Um. It was it was very similar to when I started doing shows again. Okay. Started booking shows again. A lot of people, a lot of the musicians knew who I was, mm-hmm. right? They remember because I booked them when they were first starting, mm-hmm. right? And I've seen them grow throughout all of this. But what I had to really think about, and I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, is what is my brand? Do I let someone else speak for it, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And then do I even want all, for lack of better words, glitz and glamour or like presence of it, right? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be a face? I th- I think that's what I was I was really trying to process. Okay. If I want to be a face of something, do I want do I want that brand again, or can I just enjoy myself by doing lineups for someone else? Yeah, right? and, and that's that's what I really had to kind of think of. Okay, is like who am I surrounding myself with? Because the shows are my brand at that point. Right. So nothing nothing really is is solid outside of me just trying to leverage old relationships to get some bands mm-hmm, in. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, if the show goes poorly, that's that's where it all hinges mm-hmm. on, right? So if that production goes poorly, then my reputation goes poorly. Well, right. Right. And and that's that's where I'm at. It's um, you know, I, I have been asked by by people around the county, like, hey, let's partner up for this, let's partner up for that. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm trying to be very selective of who I partner up with and what I what kind of projects I take on. It's not me being, you know, uh conceited or that I think that I'm better than or whatever. It's the fact that, like I said, this is, this is a brand, you know, if, if I were, if I'm, when I'm putting a show together, like, I, you know, my thing is tribute shows. I love tribute shows. Right. Cause you've done the Beatles. And we're about to do a Pink Floyd Pink one Floyd. in November. Yeah. So if something goes wrong with, and if something had gone wrong with the Beatles show and kind of sort of did with the rain and all of that, that was on me. Right. If I have a if if I have a person who paid money to get into one of these shows and they're not satisfied, that's on me. Yeah. So and and I'm I am 100% willing to take that, right? So if somebody makes a decision for me that maybe isn't aligned with with what I think should happen or whatever, I can't very well say, well, it was Chris who did it, right? Yeah. Right. It because it's still my name. It's no. I, I'm still Southern Maryland Music Scene. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that that's what I was trying to balance out because the for me it is my 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 people aren't the fans. Mm -hmm. Like I want them to come and I want them to have a good show. Mm -hmm. But really, this is mostly for me. But also the people that I care about the most are the musicians, right? So I have to be that liaison in there a little bit. This is what I feel anyway. So. I want to be that liaison to make sure everything is smooth with that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I have to figure out how much do I want to control. So I've done literal ground-up productions, mm-hmm. right? Where I've been part of every aspect of it, like what you have, mm-hmm. right? And I've done this 
so many times that I know in my mind what I would prefer it to look like. Right. And that's something that I have to really balance out of, okay, I'm working with people. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. This isn't mine. Mm-hmm. What do you let go? Correct. What is yours, right? right? Same kind of concept, sure. right? What do you let go? What do you what do you take as, as your ownership, right? Sure. Like what what can you not live without, uh-huh. right? And I, I really think that this past experience with the shows have let me figure out if I really want full control over it or not, uh-huh. or if I want to do this every week. Yeah, that's, and that's so, the bigger thing, right? So that there's the burnout factor as yeah. well, right? And and I have felt myself getting really, really close to the burnout factor, you know, to being burned out rather. But I don't know, man. It's I'm a music junkie, and yeah, like, yeah, it's that's a problem, right? Right, yeah. and it's like. Ah, man. Like, I'll find the time. You know, I I still have, like, I have the auto bar video that I have to, that I want to process and, and put on, on, on the YouTube channel. I'll I'll find the time to do it. It it may be a month from now, but I'll do it. You know? If you teach me how to video edit, I'll show you how to do everything (laughs) podcast. So just so you know, I don't know why I didn't say that earlier, but that sounds like a great idea. So we can figure that out. Video editing. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people who do video, like I have a a very good friend of mine. I've known him for, you know, 20 something years for almost for as long as I've been living in, in Southern Maryland. And he went to school for, for film, you know, he went to film school and we were shooting a video together not too long ago. And he was asking me, he was like, well, who's going to edit all of this? And I was like, well, not me. And he's like, well, good. And I was like, no, kind of not good because I actually like editing. Right, and he was like, right. are you out of your mind? And I'm like, why? And he's like, because of all the, and all the details, he said. And I said, well, that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. I like the details. That's my whole bag. Like, yeah. Right. I am a, I love details yeah. in anything and everything. I love details. So that's the part of editing that's why I like editing so much. One of, one of my favorite accomplishments is uh, I can go anywhere recording, mm-hmm. right? So I've been able to, to really figure out some rooms uh-huh. and some of the editing tricks that I can figure out of making that room not sound like shit. Right. I literally, I bought condenser mics. Uh, I was going to all these places and detail is uh-huh. all condenser yep. and I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm going through and trying to like figure out how to why why do I only hear the fan? Yeah. All all I know is that I was mad and I couldn't fix it. Uh-huh. And now with the plugins that I have and like the ability to kind of fine tune, yeah. I'm more confident that I could have probably sure. fixed fix that. At least buy in a plugin and figure but, it out. I mean, it's all experience, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I I had the third episode of Soundcheck. I didn't have enough light and I have this really, really cool lighting system, but I only had one because, you know, I mean, why would I get two? Right. right. At the time when I bought right. the one light, I just needed the one light. Right. And w- then when I went to get the second one, they were back ordered because of course they were, right? So yeah, for the third episode, there wasn't enough light. So I had, you know, half, that was, that episode was, it was a big episode. I had, shit, I think I had 10, uh, eight, That nine, was the Beatles one? That was the Beatles episode. I mean, it looks fine. So just so you know, okay, the thank lighting you. looks fine. Thank you. Because I did, I did watch that one, trying to like figure out some of your styles and yeah, whatnot. But, thank uh, you. I, it's it was. I felt like when I when I when I started processing the 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 video, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me, man! This looks like shit." 
Um, so I did my best, you know, um, until I was able to get a, another yeah. light. But yeah. all of those things have been like, I'm basically in a dark room, like stubbing my, my toe on all the furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every episode is something like that. Yeah. It's, it's always some artifact, always some kind of weird thing that goes in there, some cough or whatever for me, or, or someone hits the mic like uh-huh. I've done a couple of times. Yeah. Um, that happened on our first episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that'll do it. And it, it is a learning experience. So it's cool. I, I've been happy to learn. Uh, I'll be even happier when I don't have to. Yeah. Like I've made money off of yeah. this and been like, oh, yeah. I can pay these peasants to do my work, <laughs> right? You know, and I had that opportunity. I had that opportunity to, um, you know, it's not about it's not about being a control freak. I swear to God, it's not. But I had the opportunity to give to give the podcast. First episode hadn't even dropped, and I got a phone call from one of one of the media uh, organizations sure. yeah. around here and said, "We want your podcast, and we'll take care of everything. All you have to do is interview the person." And I'm like, "Okay, but do I still get to pick whoever I want to interview?" Sure. Said, well, do I, what happens if, because we're monetizing it, what happens if, you know, we start talking about, I'll just use the last episode as an example, cannibalism. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, like (laughs) if, you know what I mean? Like if we're being sponsored by somebody who you may, gotta, you gotta, may or may not watch your language. Correct. And, that, that and, takes and part I was like, you know, yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want people who are coming into my basement to talk to us to be themselves. Yeah. And just yeah. not somebody behind me saying, hey, you know what you said last week? We can't, we can't use that. It's tough to, I think you, we might be able to split it where, because I've thought about this too. Like there was, there was, I was talking to someone that had a host for a show and the host was kind of thinking about stepping back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll do that. Because it was kind of the similar vein, but a little bit different, right? So I, I have to th- kind of probably what you thought of was like, okay, am I a host or is this mine? Right. Is this my project? Right. Is this my voice that Correct. I have to put out? Or am I a hired gun host? Yeah. Are right? they going to be okay with me saying the word fuck? Yeah. As a host? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, or you know, I have problems with organized religion. So that or, may or may not fly. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. If we're. Okay. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but, you know, like if, if we do live in a conservative area and, yeah, you yeah. know, if. They don't like us talking about the use of, you know, marijuana, even though it's legal, or they don't want us talking about, you know, mental health, even though it's, we all, a large majority of us suffer from it, you know. Or gaps in wealth, even in this county. Correct. Which has now really caused a lot more fentanyl use. Correct. And all this other right. stuff, you know, like, yeah, it's if, so much. It, absolutely. So much. Or, or I didn't, I didn't, I also didn't want... Anyone telling me like, hey, nobody knows who Dog Army is, so don't book him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or, hey, you know, let's make it a little more accessible to people by not uh, inviting metal bands. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, just because it's not your cup of tea doesn't mean that we don't. I mean, we have a large metal community and they are fucking supportive. They're great. 
They are Shout out super to great. Aaron, BCFC, Absolutely. Cody, all, all Absolutely. those folks. Absolutely. They great. the the metal crowd shows up. Yeah. Like I know whenever I go to to a metal show, I know I'm gonna be in good company right. there, you know? Right. So I don't I didn't want anybody telling me like, no, I, I don't want you to have Hell Pie or Roachzilla or, you know. It was something I was clear. it was something I was also very, very conscious of. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the show, because my wheelhouse is music, mm-hmm. this is this is what I know, right? I do not want to be pigeonholed, right, into something that is to me universal, which is motivation, balancing life out, right? Trying to figure out what you can take with you and learn through these projects that you're doing, yeah. right? And I've been very happy with being able to reach out to Sunny for business people, right? Mm-hmm. Interview. Eric from Dog Army as a guitar club from Great Mills High School instead right. of kind of Dog Army. We threw that in there though. Sure. But that's that's kind of the like athletes. Like I've been able to interview a whole bunch of different things. And that's what sure. I want to do because it is a universal like ambition, motivation, trying well, to stay going in there is so universal. But for me, like the the music, that's what I know balances out the most. Uh-huh. But I also think that, you know, and, and I have listened to a few of, of your of your episodes as well. You're having conversation with a community. You're you're having community conversation. And that's fine too. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's excellent. Uh, you know, that you can go to Sonny and say, Hey, I want to talk to you. Or you can go to a doctor and say, Hey, I want to talk to right, you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, or or whoever, a musician, myself, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. Let's talk. Let's talk as a community. That's exactly yeah. That's exactly right. That's uh that's also another idea that I have. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. But that is, that is something that I was super self conscious of, uh, super like present of mind of just not being pigeonholed. So I w- I would also feel like the same kind of constraints on yeah. it. And this is also something for me, like uh-huh. what I think you brought up hobby, right? Yeah. So this isn't… This project specifically is not money. Right. This project specifically is literally for me to like talk to people that I haven't seen, figure out if I can get some motivation practices and organization practices. Like I had the Infinite Daisy Chains was on and one of them had like a a whole Excel spreadsheet of what they were doing. Like Uh this is violin practice at this time. This is… I'm a professional. I keep hitting the mic, Sam. That was him, not me. I swear to God. (laughs) But yeah, so it's stuff like as crazy as that would sound as like someone putting their life in a spreadsheet. It helps them. Sure. And that's that's something that I'm hoping I will take into myself Mm -hmm. because it's all. This is all about me. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you almost you almost let that go. Yeah, it's because I was thinking like. It would be great. It it would be it would be super great if somebody paid us to do this, you yeah, know? Yeah. That would be like the cherry on top, right? Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. If if I'm not, you know, just don't make me compromise. <laughs> you can pay me, don't make me compromise. There are, however, like I don't know if you've checked into this, but there are like the state of Maryland is super generous with artist yeah, grants. Yeah. I need to I need to really look at that again. You should. Um, so the, the Maryland the, the, the county just did just closed one up. Yeah. So the Maryland State Art it. Council is amazing. Yep. I think during the pandemic, St. Mary's Art Council reached out to me mm-hmm. 
and they were able to give me like a two hundred fifty dollar grant. That's cool. And it was it was so fucking cool because I don't. I'm pretty sure the the woman that emailed me was Wendy. Oh, Wendy Davis. She's fantastic. I, I love her. I've never met her. <gasps> really? I just I met need, her last Friday. Oh, I need to meet her. Yeah. Just to say thanks because I don't I don't think I had any real support from anybody. And then she had like randomly hit me up, emailed me or or something. And was like, hey, we're doing grants. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Do you want this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, Yes. Yeah. Wednesday is Wednesday's fantastic. I love her. I love her. Uh, and and again, I didn't know. I don't know how she must really like comb through social media or whatever. Has to right? Because I don't know how. I don't know how she found me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she like. She sends me an email out of nowhere. Well, I, I shouldn't say out of nowhere, but right as I'm getting ready to post the first episode of Soundcheck, and she's like, "Hey, when you when you do that, send me an email." Or send me the link, please yeah. share it with me. Do you yeah. would, do you mind if I put it on the on the newsletter? And I'm like, do I mind? No, I first of all, I don't mind. But second of all, Thank how you. did you find right, me? Right. Holy <laughs> shit, girl, you know. Yeah, Wednesday's fantastic. So then she invited me to be the the spotlight artist for last month, and that was really cool. And then we did the meet and greet last Friday, and that was really cool. And that's when I got to meet her. Yeah. It was cool because I turned around and she was she was actually sitting in the drum circle drumming and I was like, "Yeah, girl, this is awesome. This yeah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little little kindred spirits. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I don't I don't know how she found us, but thank you, thank you, Wednesday. Like, she's she's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I I that that was just like a random act of like oh support kindness all this stuff. Yeah. I was like oh that's that's all right. But they they're constantly like. Wednesday just sent me a link and and I put it, I had posted it um on on my on Southern Maryland Music Scene socials uh for a five hundred dollar grant. And uh aside from that, the state itself, I was able to get a grant. It was one of those where I just it happened so quickly. Like I I like I heard about it on a Monday. Complete fluke. Wasn't looking for it. I just I had been talking to Shannon Wang from Bird City Records. Yep. And she and was telling Shop 53. And Shop 53. And she was telling me, you know, like you should really look into these grants. But she was, we were talking about grants for 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 actual brick and mortar, um, for venues and things like that. But I went looking and I saw that there was an artist grant. And I was like, what do I have to do? And it was on a Monday and it was due on a Wednesday. So I spent Tuesday, that day in between, when I found out about it and when it was due, writing a proposal. And it wasn't very long or thorough. Sure. And, and part of me was like, do I even qualify? Because what am I, what am I doing? Like they wanted me to know, they wanted to know what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, well I'm taking photos and I'm, and I am, you know, kind of elevating artists and I'm doing a podcast and I'm like, like you said, all the seven things or eight things, you know? And then finally I was like, well, you got to pick one girl. You can't, you can't just tell them you're, you can't tell them, but the there has to be a reason why you're applying right. for the grant. There's got to be kind of like a vision. Right. So I was like, is podcasting even an art form? You know, I kind of struggle with that one. Like, okay, I'm, yes, I'm sitting down and I'm interviewing people, but I'm not. I'm talking into a microphone. Exactly. It's not, it's not like this isn't high art or anything. Right. That's that's the same feeling that I had when I applied for one. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went into like submit my audio files and like I put like a best of reel together, right. so to speak. And I had to like write the description of what I'm talking about, of why this is important to like everything else. Uh-huh. 
I don't I didn't get anything from it, but I, I can't remember if it was a, a grant or like a competition or like yeah, it was the second round or the first round okay. to be like considered for the grant or something. Okay. Something like that. I don't remember. But I do remember submitting my audio files being like, this is the silliest fucking thing I've ever yeah. done. I, I'm not doing anything. Right. I, I felt the same way. But yeah. I was like, okay, well, well, we'll see what happens. You know, obviously there are people out there who are like, they're painting and they're sculpting and they're making music and they're writing scripts and blah, 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 you know? And yes, video editing is an art form, but like, is it enough? You know, it's, it's all this, like, is what I'm doing important? Right. Because then, then you look at the nasty pair of words that I don't necessarily like as content creator. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is that? That's fucking anything that you want to want it to be, right? So that's cool. But yeah, I got up this morning and I made a milkshake in front of my camera. That's content creating, and I don't. Yeah. It, to me, that's like it's nails on a chalkboard for me, right? You didn't even have to think about it. Anyway, um. Well, so one of one of the reasons why I started the show mm-hmm. is because I like I, I ran out of music going commuting. Mm-hmm. Ran out of music. Can't, can't. Right. It's like I did. Like it's like reaching the end of the internet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I uh, I started listening to podcasts and uh-huh. I was like, oh, all these dudes are white with a microphone. I I can do that. <laughs> I'm white. I, I can have do a that. Yeah. Someone will listen to me. Right. <laughs> There's got to be someone there. Uh, they have an audience. I, you know. And that's that's how silly this whole fucking right. thing is. Right. But I love it. Like, it's great. Yeah, well, and and for me, it was like, I mean, I think by now people, some people know that this started because, again, talking to Shannon Wang. And when, before I even met her in person and I was calling her to, you know, book me an appointment for a tattoo and she was playing the specials on. Shout out to the shirt. Yeah, I'm, but- I'm actually wearing, I, I did, this was not planned, but I am wearing a special shirt. But they were. He, she was playing the specials in the shop, and I was like, "Oh, the specials, right on!" Because you don't meet many people who like the specials, right? And yeah. um, she was like, "Oh, I'm actually opening up a, a vinyl shop here in La Plata," okay. and I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" Yeah, having just started to get back into vinyl myself, you right. know. And somehow, I don't know. I don't know exactly how. Maybe I told her that I've that I. Thank like thanks for letting me know. I'll follow you on Southern Maryland music scene. And she she's maybe that's how I don't remember exactly, but somehow we figured out that she figured out that I was Southern Maryland music scene, mm-hmm. and she had already been following me. She's like, oh well, uh, you know, I'm I'm Shannon, blah blah blah, and she was so excited. She was like, hold on a second, I want to talk more about this Southern Maryland music scene. Hold on a second. She put me on hold for a couple minutes, and then she comes back and she was like, okay, tell me all about it. Is this a podcast? And I was like, no, but it can be. Right. You know, like right away I was like, oh shit, this is a possibility here. Yeah. And this was February of 2022. I I think I interviewed her 2019. Yeah. I think. She's rad. I love her. Amazing. And Mona and Erica. Yeah. Absolutely. The the whole two shops with the vinyl record Mm -hmm. uh, shop. Uh, with Erica, with Bird City mm-hmm. Records, and then Shop Fifty Three, woman owned, woman art, all, women yeah, artists, tattoo yep. shop, which is awesome. Yep. They have art galleries, all all this stuff, right? And from what I can tell, with everything that you've done in concert, almost with them, right? Mm-hmm. With like the 
porch, uh, music on music a porch, on the porch day, day, right? And then, which I didn't really have any. I mean, if I'm honest, I sure. really didn't have anything to do with it. I, I, I suggested a couple bands, and do you remember the marketing part of this and like the promotions <laughs> that you do and the photos <laughs> and the videos? Yeah, so you're part of it. Yeah, but it's interesting to feel supported. Yeah, I bet you there's still a whole bunch of kids out there that have no idea who any of us are, mm-hmm. right? That are still in this county that are like, I don't have mm-hmm. any kind of support mm-hmm. for anything that I want to do. Right. And that's that's what I always circle it back to. I think I derailed you enough. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. We'll talk I, about more how Shannon is great and then how she gave you the podcast idea. So no, it was just it was just that simple. It was just that simple. And and after coming up to see her for the first time, like actually meet her for the first time. And we started talking and I felt like, holy shit, like there's a lot of support here, right? Like she was right away, she's like the corner man, you know, just massaging my shoulders, go forth and right, conquer, right, right. you know? Hype man, yeah. Yeah, my, thank you, my hype man and woman, my hype woman. And uh, yeah, she, it was like, just talking to her gave me so many ideas and so many like things to look at differently. You know, like she was the one who said, let's look at, look at the grants, you know, possibility. Right. Which is nothing that I would have even thought about. Well, right. Even, even when I did get that one from Wendy from the and the St. Mary's, mm-hmm. I had like no real thought of, of this being an option yeah. for me. Right? right. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm listening to shows. I'm like, oh, I have to sell ads. I have to get an mm-hmm. audience to sell ads. So what the fuck do I do to get an audience? Right. I spend money on Facebook for Facebook ads? No, I, none of this shit matters. I'll just talk into a microphone. Hopefully someone will listen and, and then we'll go And you there. know what? But that's the thing. Like if you have, if, if you, if you have a good conversation, people will listen. And that, and that's part of like what, what I try to do with Soundcheck is, you know, have a good conversation with, with my, with my friends. They're not even my guests. They're my friends. I am a curious person by nature. Like mm-hmm. I, I really do want to hear your story and where you came from and what makes you tick and why you like the things that you like. So that part wasn't, you know, like, can I do this? I can ask you questions all day long. I mean, we can talk for, we can talk for hours. <laughs> right, right. But would anybody listen? And in the beginning, I was kind of afraid. Like, okay, afraid is a strong word. In the beginning, I was a little bit like, well... It'll probably be like my mom, if that. Right, right. You know, and then whoever I'm interviewing and their family, that's probably what's going to happen. So to have like 500, almost 500 hits on my very first interview. Yeah. It's got to feel good, right? Holy shit. Absolutely. And again, there are no expectations here. Absolutely none. So had it been 100 people, I would have been like, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? No, it's it's been a super wild ride. It's been I'm finding myself doing things that I never imagined I would be doing, and I'm I I consider myself extremely extremely fortunate to be able to do this, to be able to talk to, like I said, my friends to come here and and to have met you and and talk to you, yeah, yeah. to be able to go to shows to I'm experience the things that I'm experiencing. I am extremely grateful and fortunate for it. And I guess that is part of what we were talking about earlier, you know, like what makes Southern Maryland music scene different, sets it apart from other things. And it's, 
that excitement, it hasn't gone away. Genuinely excited. Genuinely feel like I was just saying, fortunate to be able to, to do this and just showing up. Yeah, that's, that's all it takes, right? Just showing up. Yeah. If you want to you know, support your big favorite band, go listen to a little one. Correct. Or go show up at a, a little one's concert. And um, you never know like what you're gonna find, right? Because like never, I never yeah, you may come across you may come out and see a band that you never thought you would absolutely love and have to, you know, down like changing scene. Yeah. Uh, th- that yeah. was a complete surprise to me. And people are like, Oh yeah, we've been seeing them since blah 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 blah. And right. I'm like, Right. I just saw them today for the first time and went home and downloaded everything they put out, you know, yeah. on iTunes so that I could listen to them in my car and whatnot. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Yeah. This is is great. I, I think they might be working on some new stuff. Yes. So hopefully I saw that. Uh hopefully that'll go through. And they're playing I don't know. I mean, I don't know when this episode's gonna drop. But I, Whenever. But, but September 30th they're playing uh the VFW. I'm that's putting, right. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I forgot about it. So I'm cool. I'm doing that um BEI Reading Rocks Festival for uh Hell to support yeah, yeah. BEI, Boundless Expectations Inc., which is a phenomenal organization. I'm so happy to have partnered up with them and to be able to help in whatever capacity I can because they do phenomenal work for kids with learning disabilities, especially dyslexia, which is a a subject near and dear to my heart. So I can't wait. I mean, it's changing scene. I And I was very particular about this lineup. Yeah. Putting changing scene with the runaway guns Squid Ink was supposed to play, but they Jordan had a previous uh, commitment, sure. so he couldn't he couldn't make it. That would have been they're the, just busy all the time. They are, they are, they're very busy. The, but the cherry on the top would have been Squid Ink. But um, so yeah, changing scene, the Runaway Guns, Buffalo Velcro. I'm just yeah. just gonna well, yeah. Amateur Hour and Landing Mary. Yeah, so Landing Landing Mary is great. I think that's Matt. Yep, um, Matt Henshaw. Yeah, Hi, Matt. so I I uh I met him. At Red Oak in La Plata years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. Years ago. And what I was really happy to see is I think he was one one of the few that kind of took the pandemic and ran with it oh, a little yeah. bit. Where he was able to do some of those virtual shows. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. And I'm really happy to see them come back. So I'm stoked for that. Yep. I'm stoked to see. They're, they're dropping an album here pretty soon. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And Matt also did did the sound for last Beatles show. Hell which yeah, was, okay. I know it wasn't easy. I mean, my band had an orchestra for crying out loud. <laughs> so he had to figure out how to mic, you know, violins, Viol- violas, yeah, cellos, strings, trumpets, yeah, you know, the whole yeah. nine. And I know that was not easy. So many so. fucking microphones. Yeah. So many. I want to… I have like four questions that I want to kind of wrap with. Okay, go for it. So uh, one of the, the, the first ones we're going to be… Um, what has, what do you think started your love of music? Oh, that's easy. I just, it's, uh, yeah, this is kind of, the timing is perfect. I just posted a picture the other day on my personal Instagram. I, Jay was out in, in LA and he brought me back a copy of Frampton Comes Alive. For those of you who don't know Peter Frampton. And my, I posted a picture of it saying like, Man, I this is you you gotta have this album in your collection. Like this is a classic, right? And my mom my mom's response was, You and I used to listen to this record when you were just days old. 
That's awesome. So something I didn't know, right? Obviously, I don't remember that far back, but it was cool to hear to first to see it like, okay, so I, it's a classic. Yes. I've always loved this album. Never had it in vinyl, but I have it in other various formats. So I've been around music my entire life, and that is not a, uh, an exaggeration. My mother's side of the family is full of musicians. Her oldest brother, my grandparents' firstborn, is the symphony conductor for the, the National Symphony in Panama. Oh, so that just, that just, yeah, yeah. music has always yeah. been around. Sunday dinners at my grandparents' house was guitars would come out. They can all harmonize, like ridiculous harmonies, harmonies that don't exist. But they throw them in there and it's like, oh, shit. Of course. Um, they all play instruments. So, yeah. There was no way that I was escaping the music. It's, it's in the DNA, first of yeah. all. Second of all, it was, there was always music. My grandmother was, my grandmother never performed. But this is, we believe this is the side. My grandmother was pitch perfect. Really? Pitch perfect. Timing, not so much. <laughs> she doesn't have much of the was, rhythm, but... But she was pitch perfect. Give her a note. She'll be all right. And she was always singing. And, and I grew up... I, I spent a lot of time with my mom's mom. Okay. okay. Um, with my maternal grandmother. And so she always had music in the house. Music and baseball. I got my love of baseball from her as well. Ugh. All right. <laughs> she got one, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't like baseball? It is probably the most boring oh, game. Oh, no. I love baseball, but I I mean, that's a, another conversation. Yeah, I went to a Nationals game and fell asleep. Oh, so. God. I love baseball. <laughs> so I'll take you to a baseball game, and I and I could probably change your mind. I, I, I hope I, so. I make it pretty exciting when I go to baseball. Um, I, do, I do legitimately like, I think, the radio announcers. Yeah, so that's what we did. So yeah. that's what my grandmother, I would listen to the radio. I mean, yeah. she would put games on at night, like when we were going to bed. So um, in her little, her little teeny tiny radio, you there know. There you the, go. There you go. That's how that, I mean, like I said, couldn't escape it. I've been in, I was in choir since the time I was six in music classes till I was in the sixth grade. And then it all fell apart when I, when I came to middle school, when I, when I came to the United States, when I migrated to the United States, you know, there was, there was no music lessons and there were no, mm. I came, I came to the United States with my father's parents. Um, and not sure. to say that they don't enjoy music, they do, but the, sure. it's not the same kind of passion. So yeah, it, it kind of changed a little bit and, and it affected that the fact that like I'm 46 years old and I'm still playing the guitar like I'm in a late teen because I don't have that, um, Discipline. Sure, sure. Okay. To like actually sit down and play for <laughs> yeah, like yeah. five to ten minutes a day, even. Yeah. Um, doing it now because I'm singing more with Becky Titus and right. stuff like that. So now I'm like, you gotta get your shit together, yeah. girl. <laughs> um no, I'm I am i I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but over the pandemic, I started I picked up the guitar again and and just really started to learn a lot of things. So that it prepared me without me even knowing it prepared me for now. Yeah. But I still yeah. wish, I mean, for playing as long as I played, I wish I, I wish I could play like, like a Dan Tellis or, I mean, nobody's Dan Tellis, but, but one can wish, right? I mean, do you, do you even want to? Like, that's so much work. Like, do you have to, do you have to, 
Can he, you skip the work? He makes, that's that's the question. Can you skip the work? He makes it look so effortless. Yeah, if I could like, dude, if I could like rub a lamp and be like, right, what are your right. three wishes? Uh, yeah, I want to play guitar like David Gilmore. Duh. Yeah, yeah. You know? Give me a back that doesn't suck, and right. then like, oh, right. I, I like to shred. That would be cool. Or whatever, like weird fucking noises that I can make out of guitar. That right. that'd be that'd be what I want to do, for sure. <laughs> like, I I I grew up and. Like basically was like raised ish on like all of the 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 Discord shit, uh-huh. right? Okay, cool. I I started. It, it's so weird. My my first concert that my mom told me about was a country artist, Leaf Garrett, or yeah, Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett. All right, cool. Uh-huh. I think I don't remember. Just like what you were talking right? about, right? And then when I was. I think a freshman going into a sophomore or sophomore uh-huh. going into my junior year, I went to my uh, grandparents in Oregon and I saw Sticks and Pat Benatar. Oh, right on. My sister was a huge Pat Benatar oh, fan. Of and got a picture of her with her. And Pat Benatar, my sister was probably like 10. Okay. At most, maybe. Okay. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure Pat was like the same size. Oh, wow. She's a little Pat lady, Pat Benatar huh? is teeny really? fucking tiny. Teeny tiny. She's like, 411 or some shit. Oh wow. I'm probably I'm probably butchering that, but it doesn't matter cuz when when you're a teenager yeah. and your adult looks like you're a child, like yeah. that's but she was amazing. Her voice was perfect. Everything was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh Sticks was really cool. Yeah. Which I was not expecting cuz right. I'm like a shithead teenager. I'm just like this is dumb. Yeah. This is so lame, man. Why am I yeah. listening to Sticks? Yeah. yeah. And they had a spinning keyboard. Oh stage. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They mm-hmm. Like they they killed it because you know Sticks is like one of those bands. I mean, like back in the seventies, they were your, I don't know, your Motley. I'm not gonna say that they were like Motley Crue, but that big stadium production, you know, things rotating, people coming out in capes, that kind of shit, you know. Right, right, and this was at a county fair. Oh wow, okay, <laughs> or a state fair, I think. Yeah, it was Jackson County Fair, I think, and they just fucking killed it. It was awesome. It was, it was amazing, and I, I really appreciated that. And then when I got home. I think I had started picking up. So I, I started with country, so to speak, right? So Ray's 90s country, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. um, all that shit. And then my stepdad at the time got me into like 80s thrash. Oh, right on. And then I said, fuck all that. And I went and just went into punk. Right. So Fugazi, punk. Minor Threat, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so it started, it started with brains. the Buzzcocks. Oh, okay. And then all the way up to once I found Discord Records mm-hmm. and once I found that first Fugazi, mm-hmm. my first Fugazi experience was Hello Morning. It was, it's a three-song EP. Yep. And it sounds nothing like what what else they've done because it's just like the… It's such a cophony of sound. Yeah. And it was great. I had the same experience with Rancid where oh, I love my Rancid. first Rancid record uh-huh. was Rancid 2000, which is their like quote-unquote grindcore record yeah, kind of. Okay. That's, it's a minute long or like 10 minutes long or some shit like that. Fantastic-ish. Yeah. Complete departure of all of this shit that they did before. Right. There was no reggae. There was no, there was no, no horns. Ska, there no, was no right. nothing. Yeah. No, fucking nothing. And it was just like aggressive and… It's not, it's not, it was Axiom. Okay. That was my first time listening to Matt Freeman play bass okay. like that. And he soloed on the bass. Like he does, he does a little bit in uh, Maxwell Murders, which is just fucking amazing too. But I was like, oh, a bass can sound like that. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what else we can figure out. Mm-hmm. Cause there's so many different sounds. Right. And then as soon as I got like the abrasiveness from Discord, 
that was it. And that was Fugazi. That was medications. That was Farrakhet. That was all of uh, Q, Q and not you. All of, all of that shit that I just gravitated so much towards that like I found it was weird. And I, I think this is a real thing because you hear that you don't really change your music style after like 15. Okay. Uh, I still listen to the same shit. I think that still tracks. I had so many. I have so many. Like, I, I mean, I can... If you go, if you look through my phone, you will see pieces by Mozart, pieces by Bach. Um, and then, you know, Slayer. And <laughs> There we go. Yeah. You know, Pantera and Rage Against the Machine and yeah. Childish Gambino and Rancid. Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, like, it just, it's all, it's all over the place for me. All, but it was like that. I mean. Yeah. I think, um, I think for me, still hip hop, hip hop and like, there's some experimental digital stuff that, Mm -hmm. but uh, that has like the most free and like the most innovation that I've seen recently. Okay. It feels it feels like there's a lot more than what we listen to. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just hell. Right now, right now, I'm just very much into you know listening to local stuff. Like I said, squidding, changing scene, the Pink Dream. I listen to that Pink Dream album, man, at at least once a week. Sometimes I'll go like a couple weeks without listening to it, but I just love the damn thing. So, but right now I'm like focusing on just listening more to to our local guys, you know, yeah, our local scene. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, so what band really triggered it for you? Because you asked this question to most of your other folks. Uh-huh. So I oh my to, God. Yeah, I, that is so weird um, to be put on this side of yeah, that. Yeah, because you have a tattoo that has four of them. I five, think. five. Five of them. My yeah. bad. And then you're wearing a special shirt. Yeah. On, on those lines, I want you to answer that question, but I also want, do, have you seen Renfield yet? No, I haven't, but right, I want perfect. to. It's We're on gonna, it's on my it's fantastic. on my to-do list. We'll skip okay. that over. But yeah, I wanna I wanna put you in the hot seat with okay. that question. So the record that did it for me was Outlando's Do More by the police. And it was the first record that I felt that was mine. Like yeah. I yeah. like I went to the store. There was a <laughs> there's a store in Panama that's kind of like an and all be all. Like you can get shoes. I, I used to Walmart, work. but like better because it's in Panama. No, not even better. It it's like it was like a shopping mall, like an entire shopping oh, mall, okay. all in one. Okay, like many floors. Okay, like okay. Macy's in New York sure. back in the day. You okay. know, shit okay. like that. Okay, they had like I I would go there at the begin before the school year began to get my uniforms, my shoes, all of that shit. Because right, right, we right. we wore uniforms to school. Right. And I would always stop by the record section. And so the the reason I picked up the police was because my oldest cousin, um, she was a teenager mm-hmm. around the time when I picked up and she was into the police. And I heard her one time she put a cassette in and it was so lonely, and I was like, "I love this music. This is so good. I love this. So I love this sound. I didn't even know why, but I just did." And so I went and I was got that. Their first or second? That was their first. That was their first yep. one. So they they had 
a mix of literally everything that they were doing. Yep. Yeah. So it was it was a little punkish. Yeah. It was, you know, some reggae. it was some reggae, yeah. some ska, some yeah. you know, and then later on as as I as I grew up and began to understand why I love the police so much. Um not just a catchy, you know, writing and whatnot, but Stuart Copeland had a lot to do with that. Their drummer. He he drove everything for me. I for whatever reason when I listen to music, I start or I mainly focus on bass and drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the, to I, the point where I sometimes I don't even know the lyrics to the song. Like, I love this song and it's one of my favorite songs, but I don't know the lyrics because I am listening to the bass and the drums. I look for specific bass tones. Uh-huh. So I look for something that's completely different. Unwound is my band. Okay. At least that's what it feels because I'm going to ask you the same thing. So I want you to think okay. about this where th- it, it's a band that I really, really like that in theory is bigger, uh-huh. but n- fucking no one I know knows them. Okay. I was able to see them in Philadelphia this pa- uh, this year. Uh-huh. My sister lives up there. Fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Their uh, bassist passed away oh. in their original run of, of, of stuff. So their last album came out in 2000. Okay. And then his… He he had a um, a drinking problem or mm. about with alcoholism. I'm not I'm not sure, um, and then passed away. Okay, his bass lines, mm-hmm. his tone, his everything is is it for me? Yeah. Uh, and then they had um, the basis of big business play. Okay, their their comeback show, so to speak, and it was just like so amazing to hear that tone. And he was able to dial in that tone, mm-hmm. those lines, those everything live. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Still hits. So, sorry. That, w- that was a little tangent. But back to uh, the record. Frantum Live and then your Police. Frantum Live, not it. Police. Frantum Live was what my mom says that I was listening yes. to when I was just days old. But the Police, yeah. That, that's, that, that was the band that hooked me um, for sure. And then you mentioned the tattoo. And, the, and so the Police falls in my top 10 of all-time favorites bands. And so the tattoo that I have is my top five. The top 10 are eventually going to get the other part filled out. I am going to get eventually the other five, but the tattoo piece is um, the the Sgt. Pepper's drum mm-hmm. um, from the album cover. Mm-hmm. The lightning bolt for David Bowie from Aladdin Sane. Um, Wish You Were Here, the two guys shaking hands for Pink Floyd. Pretty Hate Machine. Nine Inch Nails, and there is a band from Argentina who is probably one the second most influential band at that at that young age after the Police. Sure, um, sure. There's a band from Argentina called Soda Stereo, and to this day, to this day, every time I hear the records, it's like I'm he- listening to it for the first time. I get that awesome. that giddiness and that yeah. A, a song of theirs comes on, and I'm and I'm you know I'm. Eight again, jumping up and down on the couch and, you know, pretending that I'm in the band and all of that shit. So those are my top fives. And what's cool about it is Billboard magazine just, they just released something um, like the the top 100 voices in rock and roll. Okay. And the singer okay. from Soda Stereo. Oh, shit. Is number 33, Gustavo Cerati. Surat- I'm going to have to listen to that then. Yeah. So okay. that was, I, I, I I was like, you got to be shitting me. They actually know who these people are, you know? And yeah. to put him in, you know, for me, he's top 10 
vocals of all time, but okay, 33, that's fine. Although that's that's still fucking oh, yeah. great. Um, of all time, yeah. Do you think that's like your band that really like fits kind of my description would be someone you love mm-hmm. that should be pretty popular? Mm-hmm. Well, they are pretty popular. Should, they, they people are, should know. They are pretty popular, just not in this country. Right, right. They, they, okay. If you if you go down to anywhere from Mexico all the way down to uh, Argentina and you mention and you say the name Soda Stereo, people know exactly who you're talking about. So Unwound is from the West Coast, but okay. had a lot of that like Discord sound, which is what I gravitated uh-huh, towards. Uh-huh. But no one from here knew them. Well, there's I, I there's one of another one of my favorite bands. They're not top ten, but another one yeah. of my favorite bands. Uh, they're called Ours. Yes. O-U-R-S. Yes, Jimmy Necco. Yeah. And Fuck. nobody fucking so knows. Good. Nobody knows so this band. And every time I but people are like, I just I don't understand how there are certain bands. I don't understand. I have how, his voice in my head right now. Mm-hmm. So how how does a band like I'm I'm just gonna throw shade because I can, because I'm feeling, you know, frisky, but <laughs> how does a band like Third Eyed Blind make it, but a band like ours doesn't is oh. It's beside me, and I know he had a lot of control into his. But still, I I don't know, man. Just, I don't I don't know. Uh, I I have a soft spot for that first Third Eye Blind. Do you really? Yeah, I can't stand it. Jumper, jumper, <laughs> for for me, jumper hit in a way like when I was a kid because uh-huh. I I think I was going through some stuff as a kid too. Yeah, sure. And jumper really like hit me. That's my. That's one of the soft spots that I have. Yeah. Nothing else really. Like well, hit, no, but, and, and yeah. it's, this isn't a judgment. I like I. But my, I understand what you're saying. Too. My motto is: it may not be for me. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, and that's totally cool. So that's where this, you know, but we all have our preferences. It was funny too because like Stephen Jenkins got really popular. Like I remember watching MTV and he was on like a, almost like a, a talent show. Like mm-hmm. he was one of the judges on there. Uh-huh. I was like, this is fucking weird. Like you're you're not you're in a popular band, but you're like not a pop star, right? If that I, you say the name, and I don't have I have. No He's idea. the singer of Third Eye. No, I, I figure that. Oh but. yeah, word. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, Jimmy Necco. He's got one of the uh, best voices in rock and roll. He I've, really does. Him, uh, I think him, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Yep. Who the the live at Sine is one of my favorite. Oh really? Yeah, I love that album too. All right, we're going to talk about this a lot if if we don't actually oh, continue okay, to yeah. finish. You're going to have a lot of editing to do, my friend. This is usually how it goes. This is usually how it goes. Because <laughs> we get off a tangent. Sorry. Uh, I don't give a shit. So that was my third question, really, uh-huh. was like, what what do you consider like one of your bands? Like one of the things that you really hold dear? One of my bands that nobody else knows, yeah. that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. shit. I got so many. Ours is one of them. There's another band from California called The Skeletones. It's a ska band. And um, they're from Orange County. Yeah. No, they're from Riverside County, which is where okay. I lived. Okay. And it's another band where I'm like, how is it that the Skeletones didn't make it, but no doubt did? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So I saw this. The only I've my grandparents were my my father's parents were very strict, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let me. It's like you bring me into this country, and you don't let me do the things that the kids in this country are doing, and it's like. Well, why'd you bring me here? You yeah, know? a real quick way to get ostracized yeah, and feel dude. alone, like, huh? Like no sleepovers and no 
you know, kind of come like, from like a family environment to like no not going so much. to concerts, yeah. none of that yeah. shit, right? Not no doing music, no being in bands, that kind of stuff. So anyway, I, I still love them. They're they're my grandparents, and they were they did their best, and I understand that. So um, I I only got to see the Skeletones once, but man, were they good! The Red Album, which is their other stuff, got kind of weird. Toward you know, yeah. I, I think they were trying to. I think they were trying to follow that no doubt formula, like start with ska and then just do something do else. Whatever. Yeah. And it didn't didn't really didn't stick with me, didn't land on me. But um, but the red album from the Skeletons, that one is um fantastic album. Fantastic album. And um, let's see. Off the top of my head, I would say those two. But you know ours, so at least yeah. there's, you know. Say. I think I think it's um folks. My age and older would know his voice. Yeah. Because it was on some soundtrack somewhere well, that yeah, would have hit them. They th- did they did ha- achieve a little bit of commercial success, yeah. like yeah. with um their third album, Mercy. Yes. I remember hearing one of the songs on Fox at you know for right. sporting events and shit. Right. You know? Right. And I think sometimes if that's I cannot remember that that the name of the song. But yeah, sometimes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the one that always hooked me because I I thought I thought it was on. I don't think it was on the Crow soundtrack. But no, I thought, I thought it was on. Um, it wasn't. But you would walk around Target when that album came maybe out. Maybe that's what and, it was. And yeah. that song was always playing because yeah. they were trying to like promote. Yeah, yeah, they were they were great. Um, his voice is phenomenal. Definitely one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Right, right up there. I think with Jeff Buckley, Tom York, where they're just the range. Yep. The the. Whatever they're they're phenomenal. Yeah, Make Do and Mend is one of those bands that are kind of like what you were saying, where you don't understand why they didn't grow. Yeah, so they were around bands like Lot of Spew, uh, Defeater, and a couple other ones that are mm-hmm. like post hardcore, really big. I think Lot of Spew just went on and did their like ten or fifteen year anniversary of one of my favorite records from them. Okay, but Make Do and Mend, my favorite out of like that core group that can't kind of came up together right mm-hmm. but never got any kind of commercial yeah success. it's a shame sometimes that 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 happens and you know like i get it you know commercial success and all of that and some bands just like that's all they want is that commercial success and jimmy neko was one of one one who didn't want that yeah yeah i mean he tore up his fucking contract with warner just you know because he could didn't care about it but yeah, and, and for some other bands, it's just, you know, they, they don't seek it, but for some reason, they get picked up, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's weird how that happens sometimes in music. I got two more. Okay. What do you want this to be? What do you want Southern Maryland music to be? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I, I never think about it in these terms, but I want it to be a place for community. Okay. I want it to be a place where people, and I think it, I, I think it's already achieving this, you know. I want it to be a place where people are like, hey, what's happening this weekend yeah. around here? And I have had people who who DM me and where should I go? Like, what should I go check out? And I and I love that because yeah. it's like, damn, you think that I know something? You know, like like, like you're taking my word for right, it. And that, right. that's I take that re- very seriously. Yeah, I was um very flattered when you reached out to me about Sunny, possibly. Yeah. Like that, that just goes a long way, right? Of just like, ah, I'm, I'm not much, but like, I got you. Yeah, Let but like, you absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, you know, I think a big part of this is 
I consider myself a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I was never into cheerleaders when I was a, when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, but or into cheerleading. I was into cheerleaders either. But and now as an adult, I'm like, I, I, I want you to succeed, man. I, right, I want for everybody. Right. I want for I want for this place to be packed all the time. I want for people to come see you. I want I want all the good things for everybody, you know. Um, well, maybe not everybody, but most everybody. You know? The ones Cause, that deserve cause it. I'm, we'll cause I'm I can still be a little petty bitch sometimes, but um uh it's okay. Uh, we're only human. Uh, absolutely, it's fine. absolutely. It's fine. Yeah. I do not, I do not <laughs> deny, I don't deny my petty side. It's moment you know when it when it needs to come out yeah or whatever. i like that um i don't deny being human that's that's the part there you go. um there you go. so yeah you know i i want i want southern maryland music scene to be a place for community i want you know i'm not gonna lie i like it when people are like hey man we really like what you're doing yeah. of course because yeah. then because it makes it it makes it feel like i'm not wasting my time when a when a lineup hits someone this happened to me when I was coming up doing my own shows and happened to me this year. Like when a lineup hits and someone mm-hmm. comes up and like, this is it. That's, yeah. Rad lineup. Good job. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that means so much more than anybody could even know. Oh, I know. I get ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, yes. When people, when people are like, hey, you did a good job. Who doesn't like being told right, that they did right. a good job, right? Right. So it may be for you, this lineup was sick. And for me… Hey, you know, we really appreciate the fact that you did X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Then, and then uh I think one of the the unsung heroes, or maybe he's a sung hero, Lynn Arion, oh, just abs- putting a, a music schedule around and just yes. showing up to whatever. Like that's fucking cool. That's so, so cool. And I'm so glad that that is able to to be done. Lynn is on like I didn't know Lynn before. A couple years ago, when I first started doing this, I, the first time I saw Lynn, Amateur Hour was playing at the deli, and he had he had long hair back then. And he, he was tied up. Amateur Hour started playing. Um, they did Breathe in Time, and then they also did Another Brick in the Walls, Part One, Two, and Three. Oh my gosh! Right. Okay. And you know they're young. They're younger band at the time. I think I I believe that one of their guitars wasn't even old enough to drink. <laughs> Um, but we won't talk about that or how he got into venues and shit like that. Um, anyway, so to see such young folk for people like me and for Lynn, like, holy shit, you appreciate Pink Floyd. Yeah. What the hell, you know? And I remember watching Lynn. I didn't know him at the time. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what he did. And he just starts taking video and I'm like, okay, he, he's like me. He appreciates this. Right. This is awesome. Anyway. Because I'm going out every weekend, I'm running into him, and he's friends with some of people I made friends with. And so now it's yeah. like every time I see him, I'm like, "Come sit with me," or "Can I come sit with you?" Right, you know? right, right. And it's like, We're friends, absolutely. And I I coined him the the unofficial mayor of uh, Music Town, you know, because he is, and but he's such a sweet guy. I absolutely adore him. Yeah, I, I adore don't, him. I don't think I've actually ever talked to him. Oh, I'll. Um, so I'll eventually, right? I'll make that connection for you. Yeah, all. yeah. Just because I appreciate the work that he does. He's um, got a kick-ass record collection. I bet. I bet he does. And he's brought me some some rarities that he that he has collected over the years. And holy shit, I I told him I said, hey, Lynn, um, if nobody wants his shit, you know, like 
put it on your will for me, will you? I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. From you. Yeah, you don't even have to put it in the will. I'll just take it. It'll be fine. Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, no, I wouldn't do that. To him, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, folks like that. There's uh, another photographer and a uh, booker named Alec Berry from Rock Explosion in, in DC. Okay. Very similar vibes yeah. where he just fucking goes to everything, pictures, videos, the whole nine. Okay. Ready for the last question? Yeah, sure. Go for it. What do you think you've learned the most about yourself throughout your journey so far? Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> that is one hell of a question. But it's also a very simple answer. Uh, I'm not bullshitting here. I have found so much joy doing this. It's been really cool. Again, going from the hermit that wasn't leaving her, you know, couch all weekend. I mean, I, yeah, I would go, but I would go to DC a lot. Yeah. Like we would, I would tell Jay, like, let's go out this weekend. Let's go to the caverns. Well, they're closed let's now. Just do but something. Let's yeah. just do something. Let's just go find things to do, you know. But we thought that's where we needed to go. And if we weren't up there, then I was on my couch, you know, just watching Game of Thrones or whatever. Thinking fuck all is happening. Yeah. yeah. This experience has brought me so much joy. I, I tend not to look at it as like, well, you could have been doing this three years ago or five years ago or six right. years. Like you missed out. Right, right. Part of me does feel like I missed out on a lot, but other, but another part of me is like, fuck it. You're here now. Like enjoy the ride now. Yeah. Yeah. I have also learned that there's some really good people down here that I wouldn't have been op as open to meet and talk to had it not been for this. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been a, it's been a really cool ride, man. I, I, I have really enjoyed it and I hope that I continue to enjoy it. Um, there are nights when I'm very tired or there are, actually there are mornings when I'm very tired, but it's totally worth it. Just, I've gotten to know some very, very cool people. I've gotten to be friends and really good friends with some very, very cool people. And honestly, I think, because we, we can all be a little judgmental, you know, but I think, I, I don't think this is the truth. I mean, Anthony Bourdain used to say, if you want to know people, go where they are, you know? I mean, he's one of my heroes. So... I go where the people are, yeah. you know, and I listen to stories and I enjoy music with others. I don't know. It, is that like too deep? Like I, this is why I asked the question, isn't it? it? That's a really good question. Actually, it's very good, but yeah, it, it, it gets you to think, you know, I think finding your joy is, is pretty good. When I stopped doing shows, it felt very empty. Sure. Very, very empty. That's when I started having more ideas about the podcast. Mm -hmm. And like, how, how can I highlight? How can I give back if I'm not doing the shows, right? And then how do I have some kind of creative outlet that doesn't make me feel like a void inside? Yeah. So I was definitely missing that. And I was definitely missing that joy and that excitement yeah. and that Oh man, this is the almost it is the electricity about it, right? It so, is. like my, my first show back, I felt it. And, and, and yeah, there is an electricity. There are times when I go out and I'm like really anticipating like a, a, a show, yeah. you know? What was the one that had this was one of your shows that had it was Ammonite. I remember the 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 flyer was the like the the throwing wheel. 
Yeah, that would have been Ammonite. It was Ammonite. I think Vivid Vertigo was on that, maybe. No, I can't remember. I think that was my second or third show back. So okay. I, I was in April, and we we had Vivid Vertigo and some other folks, and I think. No, I had, no, I know was, I had Phantom Derby in April. It doesn't matter. It, it, whatever it was. It, it, May, all, all the same shit. It all blurs it, together. It's like going to that show and it's like, oh shit, I got to see a brand new band and they were exciting and I really love them. And then the next time I got to see them, I was like really anticipating. Like it was kind of like that feeling that you got. And I'm not a big fan of like, fest, you know, like the big festivals where I don't think I've ever been. I think I've been to one festival my entire life. Yeah, yeah. But it was like kind of one of those where it's like, who are you looking forward to seeing tonight? You know? And I'm like, ooh, I'm really looking forward. Like I talked to Charlie, you know, like, because Charlie yeah, and I are yeah. Charlie and I are like peas in a pod, you know? And it's like, well, what are you looking forward to seeing tonight? I'm really looking forward to seeing this. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And it's like, dude, this is happening in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have the giddiness of like school children and it's happening right here in our backyard. How fucking cool is that? Yeah, that's that's what I wish more people would realize. Uh, that's why I'm doing it. That's why you're doing it, right? Yep. So try to you know shine a spotlight on stuff that's over here because there's there's a bunch of it. There's athletes. There's musicians. Yep. There's beautiful artists. Artists. Writers. Yes. I saw. I just saw a billboard for a, a random writer, but she's from here. Oh yeah. I uh. uh I don't remember her name now, but. She is now on my list because I'm pretty sure I looked her up. And I was sure. like, all right, I need to talk to this person. Because apparently she's had seven books. But I wouldn't even know. Uh-huh. Like, I should know. You should interview her. Yeah. But I should know, right? Like, and if I don't know, then there's a whole bunch of other people that well, don't Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't know if it's because there hasn't been… It can't be because of that. I, I was going to say, it, it, it. maybe it's because there isn't a want for it um, or a need for it. But… You would think that there would be a place where we could, like, this is how Southern Maryland music was born. It, it's exactly how it was born. Like, is there a place where I can get all of this, not just an announcement like so-and-so is playing at so-and-so, but, hey, can I see what so-and-so sounds like? Like, can I, can I you know? At one point, I was uh, legitimately working on a, um, a Southern Maryland-specific, like, Reverb.com. Oh, cool. Where bands could, like, set up profiles, add calendars, add their music, their shows, and all that shit. And then I found out that's a lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work. It is. Uh, and it's not just a website. Look, I'm regramming, <laughs> and it's still a lot of work. Because I'm like, did I miss anybody on Monday? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And oh my God, somebody just announced, so I better put it. And the they videos have tools the, for this, and oh, it's still a lot. Yeah. I know. It is yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And I'm not saying that it's, you know… it. It is a lot, but it is, it's a labor of love and, and I, I love doing this. I really do. And I mean, it's the joy, right? Like it that's, is. That's, I, that's... I didn't expect 20 people to follow me yeah. and at all, you know? And I, I remember in the beginning, I kept getting all those like marketing things like, oh, you can buy. I thought, and I'm like, why would I want to buy a thousand followers? Like why? It's not, this isn't an ego thing. Like why would I want to buy, seriously, why would I want to buy a thousand followers? They're not doing there's anything no, for me. No, yeah, there's no reason for it. Correct. Any of the analytics that you're looking for, those don't fucking matter. No, they don't. They don't. And so to be, to have the account where it is today, 
It's up to 1,030. 1,030 yeah. followers? What? <laughs> like, how, dude? Right, right. How exactly did that happen? You know, and if you spend five seconds of your day looking at what I posted, thank you so much. Right, right. You know, I so appreciate you. I really do. I really do. I'm just trying to give you some of the same joy that I've, that I've experienced in the last two years. I love it. I think that's a, a good way to wrap up. Excellent. All right. Thank, thank you. you for having me, man. Of course.